Well, greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God, on this Sunday, June 13th, 2021. We bring you greetings with Triple C Podcast. We pray that we'll have a good time in the Lord this morning. We want to open with a word of prayer before we go into the scriptures. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. The sun is shining. The S-U-N is shining. We're truly thankful, blessed, and upright, and mobile, just ready to get into this word, into this podcast. We ask God that you bless the words of my mouth and may the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. My Lord, my strength, and my redeemer, bless the words that I will read, that the listeners of this Triple C podcast will be blessed prayerfully, that they will reap a reward and get something from the spiritual buffet table. Bless now, this time we have together in Jesus' name. Amen. I like to read this Sunday morning from Romans chapter 12. This is an epistle of Paul to, to, the, to the church at Rome, Romans chapter 12, and I'll give you the podcast title after I read the scripture. So Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and I oftentimes will elaborate from the Amplified Version. So the Word of God reads this morning, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God have dealt to every man the measure of faith. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and definitely the doers of his word. This Sunday's podcast is titled, A World Gone Wild. You've heard me through many, many podcasts, if you've been following for any length of time, that we are still in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, I say the height of it is over 600,000 deaths. There's people still right now lying in the emergency room on ventilators, even though many states are starting to relax their policies, they're returning back to normal. To the, to the average mind, they're saying it's never really been a big issue. To the average mind, and that is a believer of the other side of the fence, saying it's just, just like the flu. Well, we beg to differ. If you've never experienced anything like COVID, ah, baby, keep on living. If you've not gotten your shots and inoculated or vaccinated, you are still very much at risk for anybody that has the variant or that has COVID-19 itself. So I want to put that KSA out there, that, 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 that PSA, that public service announcement out there, just to let people know. But even in the midst of that, this is a familiar topic and a passage that I've spoken through the years, and I believe the Lord is saying it is pertinent to today for people to understand where we are still in our Christianity. So in, in the category of a world gone wild, we see it. And, and what this is based upon is that here in Memphis, in Tennessee area, we and just like around the world as well, there's the number of increasing interstate shootings is on the rise. Now, the state of Tennessee is right before, coming this week, they're going to have a permitless gun carry, meaning you don't have to have a license to carry a weapon in the state of Tennessee. That means now that anybody can get a gun over the age of 18, that's military, and anybody over 21 can have a gun open or concealed without a license. 
in our opinion, that's the wild, wild west. Now, it's been said, and this is true, and we believe this in our household, you're not going to stop the crooks and the criminals from getting guns on the black market to commit the crimes they want to commit. And that's every race, every ethnicity, every nationality. That's no matter where they're from, whatever side of the track, good or bad. It happens. So I want to put that out there as well. But that's just one thing. I've said it through the years. We are still living in a day that babies are having babies. We are living in a day that mothers and fathers are, are disowning their children. We're living in a day that, that parents will kill their children because they had them but don't want them, but don't have enough common sense to let them go for adoption, but they would rather kill them than to be burdened with them. The devil is a liar. It's a tragedy. We're living in a day now that rape and robbery is still happening. We're living in a day now with Black Lives Matters and All Lives Matters and Blue Lives Matter and every other coalition that's out here today, people still looting. And it's asinine to me for a person to say that they're protesting but burn up the place where they live. Burn down the stores where you shop. That's crazy to me. Or then you talk about how we're about one people and one thing, but yet we kill each other, but yet we profess that we're about lives being mattered. Uh -uh, the devil is a liar. We're watching things that's happening that doesn't make common sense. So that's why I titled this podcast, The World Gone Wild. That's kind of the baseline for what we're going to talk about. Paul was writing in the 12th chapter of Romans to the church at Rome. And this is what he said. And I'm just going to read it and then I'll amplify it from the amplified side. I beseech you therefore, brethren. Meaning, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren. He said, I beg of you, in the Amplified Version, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice. So what he says is, he wants you to present yourself to God before the throne of God, that you're going to make up your mind and, and decide what you're going to do, where you're going to be, how you're going to live, how you're going to interact with society. So there's a few things that God gave me that I believe would be pertinent to us understanding in your Christendom, meaning being a Christian, how we want to carry ourselves. So there's a couple of things. Now, this is particularly to the Christian. Those who don't profess to be a believer, those who straddle the fence on whether they're going to follow God or not. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, you can't serve two masters. You got to decide which way you're going to go. You can't, you can't serve God and serve mammon. Mammon represents authority, power, and all the things that the world says that, that, that equates to under the umbrella of money and power. So here's the thing. The first thing is this, and this is where we're going to go. So Christian believers, I speak to you. Those that are not quite Christian, if you listen to the podcast, I pray that you make up your mind which way you're going to go. So the first thing is this. When he said this now, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Your service as unto God, not unto man. Why? And be not conformed to this world. Colon. There's a pause when the writer puts a colon. There's a difference between a colon and a semicolon. A colon represents a longer pause. Pause is trying to get their attention. Why? And be not conformed to this, for, to this world. The first point is, don't conform to this world. Don't be like the Joneses. 
in other words, in how we talk about it. What does that mean? You've got to know who you are. You've got to know who you are. Are you a Christian or are you not a Christian? Are you a CME Christian? Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter? Where you only participate in worship? Or has it become a lifestyle that you're to the point where you're striving to follow the teachings of God? A disciple, let me just digress for a minute. A disciple is one who adheres to the teachings of Scripture that comes from God's Word. We've chosen under Christendom after 1611, after the transformation of the King James Version from the original Greek and the Hebrew to the English language, that we have chosen that the authorized King James Version of the Bible is the Bible. We want it to be the baseline for our faith and our belief. I preach primarily from the King James Version. I use other references to try to explain the original Greek and the Hebrew in a little bit more English vernacular so that people can understand the root of that word. The only problem, as every translation of man's mind, it makes God's word weaker and weaker that gives us opportunity to pick and choose how we're going to go. That's not what I don't believe God wants us to do. You've got to make up in your mind. So the first thing is, don't conform to this world. Quit trying to be like the politicians. Quit trying to be like your local state senators. Quit trying to be like the local people who are not following things of God. That is one of the reasons that I believe that pastoralship and politicians can't intertwine. It's not good because you're going to have to give up something for your constituents and you're going to have to compromise your faith and your belief in the word of God to get them votes. That's just my belief that you should not mix politics and ministry. That's why the world says separate church and state because you're going to have to give up some right for some wrong to try to make your constituents happy. But let me drop this in your spirit while I'm walking by your street. When you preach this unadulterated gospel, there's going to be some things that's going to come out that's going to offend some folk, that's going to make some folk mad, that ain't going to go with their own mind because this is what I've come to learn in some 30 plus years of ministry. Many people don't take the whole Bible. They take excerpts of the Bible to apply for what they wanted to apply to when they wanted to. And God didn't write his word in that way. Jesus didn't try to compromise with the devil when I said on last Sunday, them 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus stood firm on the word of God. That's what we ought to be striving to do as believers. But the world, child of God, will have you all messed up, mangled up, mixed up, and twisted in the life. That's what the world will do. The world will have you happy one day, sad the next day. Happy one minute, pissed off the next minute. Happy one second, just disgruntled the next second. That's not God. God is a giver of sense, commonality, peace, love, joy, and all those other things that we talk about in the book of Galatians, chapter 3 and 23. So as we look at that, the first thing is, is don't be conformed to this world. you got to know who you are. The second thing is, is you've got to make up your mind. He says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Amplified Version says it this way. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. 
but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and new attitude. That's in Christ. God takes the old mind and says, old things are passing away. Behold, all things are become new. That's the newness as you see the light of God and you leave the darkness of this world. So that ye may prove yourselves what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Everybody, God gives a measure of faith. Everybody, God gives a foundational purpose in this life. Oftentimes, people call it a niche. You've got to find your niche in life. But let me tell you something. When you're doing what Romans 8 and 14 said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God, God will show you who you are in Him if you trust Him enough to walk, as we would call, in a blind faith, and faith is no more in one analogy is this way. Faith is allowing God to come into your situation to do for you what you can't do for your human self. That's what the faith that I speak of. God has allowed you to be in the midst of situations way bigger than you. God has allowed you to be in the midst of people that think they're bigger and better than you. God has allowed you to be in the midst of a people that don't like you. God has allowed you to be in a situation that people that don't know nothing about you, but will put their mouth on you, trying to destroy your thoughts, trying to destroy your day, trying to destroy your vision, trying to destroy your joy. But let me drop something in your spirit. When you learn to trust on and rely in God and you make up your mind and know who you are, you will find that you shall not what? Be moved. That's what old saints would say. I shall not be moved. See, our old ancestors learned how from being out in the fields and being out working and working plantations and working farms and working the railroad and working uh, cotton fields and working picking peas and all those things. They learned how to stand and knowing that they had to work to survive, but they learned to live to fight another day. You got to make up your mind, child of God, that though you go through things, you won't quit. Though you face difficult days, you won't give up on God. Though things happen that you can't understand in your human mind, you've got to believe that the Bible says in Romans 8 and 28, for we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. That situation you find yourself in right now, God is allowing it to be exposed not to destroy you, not to just mess with your family, not to destroy your mind, but to show you that something you just got to hold on and you got to fight your way through, but you got to trust God that justice will prevail. You've got to believe that God has allowed this to be exposed, that you can stand on the promises of God and know that the reason that you're fighting, that that will come to fruition, it will come to pass. God will get the glory and your loved one will be honored in the name of the Lord. So child of God, Joshua chapter 24 and 15 says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got to make up in your mind which way you're going to go. I have seen through the years, people of God, many people that get mad at God because they don't get it like Burger King. They don't get it their way. 
I've seen people disregard and step away from the house of God, not just the church building, but say they're giving up and they ain't practicing none of that because it don't never happen how they think it should happen. Well, let me drop something in your spirit while I'm coming by your street and I got a piece of spiritual mail to put in your mailbox. The Bible says that God said in the book of Isaiah chapter 55, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways and thoughts, in paraphrase, is much higher than yours. That's what makes me God. So you got to say, wait a minute. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, he talks about a narrow road and a broad road. I'll stop this point by saying, when you make up your mind, which road you going to go on? Are you going to go on the wide road with everybody with their drums and their tubas and their umbrellas like they do in New Orleans? They're having a party ground, a Mardi Gras kind of party that they on the wide road and everybody doing it. It says people say it in this way. This must be the truth. This must be the way. Everybody's on this road. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's eating, drinking, partying, and being married. Surely this must be God. All the masses following. Uh, I used to say this a long time ago when I would go to different churches and preach. Don't you get too excited about a crowd. See, oftentimes people swell to astronomical numbers, but I come to tell you, oftentimes when something swells, that means there's an infection somewhere. When it swells, there's a root cause as to why it's swollen. But when it goes down, there's a sore that's there for life. So don't you get excited about numbers just because a bunch of people gather in a place shouting and spitting and flipping and bucking don't mean that they all love God. You know who love God by the fruit that they produce and by the way that they live, not by what they say necessarily, but by how they live and the fruit that they produce. You can tell me all day how much you love me with your mouth, but your actions may show me otherwise. I get ready to bring the last point home and we'll close the podcast for today. Literally, I hope I'm blessing somebody. I hope that this podcast will open your mind and think that, wait a minute, this world is going crazy. Politics is through the roof. People are angry. There was an insurrection on January 6th at the Capitol, even though as people protested, they didn't go nowhere close to it. They was throwing tear gas and bringing dogs and bringing out the National Guard. But yet on the January 6th, there was nothing. They got a free pass to walk up to the steps and slam the windows and the doors. And the average mind of the man said there was nothing wrong. They were patriots. The devil is a liar. That's how we live. That's why the world, I say, is gone wild. Hello, Holy Ghost. He says it this way in verse number three, and we're getting ready to close. For I say through the grace given unto me, this is Paul talking, to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, semicolon. Why? Don't think that you've got to tell everybody everything that you do. Don't think that you got to always show folk what you done bought and what, what's, in your, what's in your repertoire, what's in your portfolio. Sometimes you just got to do it. They'll see it. Eventually they'll come around you. They'll see it. You ain't got to always tell folk everything you do. That's why I understand the intent of the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters of the day. But what I find also is it's a great way to track your family, especially during a pandemic. You can keep up with people. That's a real blessing. But you got to know, and I've told you this through the years, for everything that God intends to be good, the devil takes it and tries to flip it and make it evil. That's why folk will have 
Facebook shootings live. You can do YouTube live and Facebook live and Instagram live. Folk can show out and get their 15 minutes of fame in the negative connotation. Now use it for what is good. It's a blessing. But don't be like them jokers. Don't be like the Jones that got to always become, as I call, a one-upper. You ain't got to do that. God will give you your blessing. Men will see your blessing, and they'll help you give God the glory. But if you know why you're doing what you do, you'll get your 15 minutes of fame. I'll leave you right there, and I'll move on and get ready to close. The last thing is this. The first thing is what? Don't be conformed to this world. The second thing is to make up your mind, child of God. And the last thing and the most important thing is to transform. Webster says to transform means this, to make a thorough or dramatic change in the form, appearance, or character. What does that mean? I'll give you this analogy. I was once not a Christian, now I've given my life over to Jesus Christ. I profess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The scriptures say that I am saved, but what does that mean? That doesn't mean that I will cross every T, I will dot every I, I will do everything perfectly in this life, but it means that I'm no longer trying to live like I used to live. I still have habits, I still have things that ain't quite right because God is purging me as I'm learning to grow in the Lord, as I'm walking in God. The thing I used to hate, I don't hate anymore. The people that I said I dislike, guess what? They're no longer a factor. The people that I thought didn't care for me, guess what? It doesn't even matter anymore. I realize that my life is far greater and far better and worth more in the Lord than anything the devil could try to bring back from my past to put into my presence. What I'm trying to tell you is this. When God gives you a vision, Proverbs 29 and 18, you've got to see God in the midst of your vision, and God will show you where you are in him, but he will show you that you're better than what you used to be. You're not quite where you're going to be, but you're on your way. And when you're on your way, you ought to give God praise and glory. I'll close this way by saying this. When you realize that you ain't got to fashion yourself after the dictates of this society, when you realize you ain't got to do nothing to please no man, but you do your work as unto God, when you realize that your church is you, you're the mobile church, 10 fingers and 10 toes, seven holes in your head. And I don't say don't go to the building. When it's fully released and you can go, you go together and you realize you're going to get together to give praise unto God, to give him the glory, to give him the honor. But let me tell you this, if you could not go back in the building one other day of your life, you've got to believe that you're the mobile church of God. You've got to believe that you can give your tithe, you can give your offerings, you can sow a seed, you can help somebody, you can lend a listening ear, you can tell somebody how good God is, you can tell somebody that I'm just a nobody trying to tell anybody about somebody who can save anybody. You can tell somebody that we're the mobile church on the move. I'm a witness for the Lord. I can be just like I help us Holy Ghost. I can be just like Lazarus. I can be a witness without a word. Ah, everybody saw me die, but they looked at the window and said, wait a minute, shop still living. Look at God. God is able to do abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Child of God, as I close this podcast, when your child comes, when you learn to be free of it, when you learn to be free of isms, when you learn to be free of hatred, when you learn to be free of racism, when you learn to be free of the I don't likes, when you learn to be free of what people think, when you learn to be free to be free, the Bible says, and
and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When you walk in this truth, you can sit down and give God the praise, give God the glory, and you will watch God work in your life. Don't you be in this old wild world like the wild, wild west. You live a consistent life on the upward way, and as the songwriter says, that change is coming, and you just trust God. So this is Tony signing off for Triple C Podcast on this Sunday, and I pray through a closing prayer that, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we get ready to close, as we conclude in that change that I need in my life, you know what I need. I know I'm not perfect. I know I make mistakes. I know I fall short. I'm not trying to do anything intentionally. But if I did hurt or offend anybody, Lord, forgive me. Help them forgive me as I forgive them. We're going to move on because life too short. I got it. Amen. But guess what? We're going to learn how to get this joy and get this glory, get this honor, and keep it moving. As we close today, I pray that every blood-washed child of God will stay on their grind, give God the glory, and watch you work. So when this change comes, we just just going to be blessed. So we're closing this song. In Jesus' name, we pray. That's what the songwriter said.
Thank <laughs> you.